0: Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code Steve, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show. Brought to you by Racer X. Presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTOsports.com Racer X Podcast Lake Elsinore Wrap Up. First time that's ever been uttered. Uh, Thanks to BTOsports.com for coming on board. And don't forget to uh, use the discount code Steve to save yourself a a buttload of money um, when you order from there. And uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me uh, in studio, right across from me, five feet away, the now retired from AMA competition, BTOsports.com Suzuki's Jason Thomas. JT. I'm here. What's up? Hi. You're done. I am done you're done kind of yes well wow. done racing nationals yeah Twenty four, twenty four, was your farewell
2: yeah wasn't, but, good, wasn't great
1: but you did lead the hot lap
2: i did yeah yeah i consider that a victory
1: uh and uh and, and all the way in uh charlotte north carolina my boss the, the head announcer for the ama mot- the pro motocross championships jason wygant weege what's up
3: yeah that's done too though i'm done Maybe next year, but uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Just never know. Just never know. Harvey s- Albert could be, you know, under contract. They'd move him over or something.
1: Have they said anything to you about coming back?
3: Do you know? Yeah, they said I'm they actually coming oh. back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they actually That's said I'm okay. okay. um, good. Yeah, they actually, actually did say that. Well, it was in a, in, in a drunken Friday night dinner at Still City, so hopefully that counts.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should be, right? No problem.
3: It's uh, worked the previous four years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed that, uh, JT, this is how this is how you do it. This is how you go out in style. You hang out at Madison's house for a few days.
2: Well, yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm going to Tahiti at the end of the month, so maybe that'll be okay. Okay. different.
1: Yeah, I mean, and let's face it, too, um, you have a lot more racing to go. Germany.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I was saying before, I have so many races planned. It's right. it, it doesn't feel like I'm done. Right. You know what I mean, it, it really doesn't. So I'm sure, you know. Beginning of the year, end of the year, whatever this is, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna feel like I'm done more than so.
1: I think this is appropriate, don't you, Wygant? Oh, uh, yeah.
3: There we go. Oh. When a when a short and stature Suzuki rider from Florida rolls in.
1: <laughs> they're both short, they both ride Suzuki's. They're both heroes.
3: Really. Can we get you? Can we get you to do a hot lap at Daytona and bust out the triple? Uh, no. It With immediately blaring. Immediately, 110,000 f- people at Daytona. Immediately
1: <laughs> followed by whispers of he could podium, he could podium, <laughs> he could podium, podium
3: speed, podium speed. Podium speed. Ah. Hey. hey, speaking of that, and I'm sure we'll touch on this quite a bit during the show, but as you guys know, we had Carmichael in the booth, and there was a lot of raving going on because you know Carmichael was beaten by Jeremy Martin at his. Regional or area yeah. qualifier, whatever it was. Right. So we were using Jeremy Martin as the Carmichael speed yardstick for the rest of the day, and he's like, "Shit, I can't even get tenth in the 250 class anymore." Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That was, we, we had some fun with that.
1: There goes my hero, JT. You just don't want you don't want that.
3: No.
2: That's Ricky's deal. It's not. That's not mine.
1: <laughs> oh, it it is Ricky's deal. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I want no part of it. Uh, I think you deserve it anyways. Hell of a career. 16 years uh, professional racing. And so anything, any tears at the end of the moto? No.
2: Nothing? No, tears of agony because it was so hot. Um, And
1: and fans did jump on the track. Tears before
3: the moto, during (laughs) the moto, but not after. (laughs)
1: Um, I thought it was cool that, uh, Wygant, you didn't mention anything, but your buddy Fro did. So that that's cool.
2: Yeah, good looking uh, out, Weege.
1: Yeah. About yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: we
3: didn't do enough at uh, we didn't do enough in Still City, I guess. I agree. Guess. Uh, I agree. Well, <laughs> enough for you. It's
1: nope. never enough. Nope. Um Hang on. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh let's talk about the track. Now, last night on the Pop Mech show, uh Weege, uh we asked JT, a uh, Corey Moser uh wrote in and said, "Can you rank the track from a, a 1 to 20 a 0 to 29 uh scale?" <laughs> And uh, JT said zero. He actually said zero. Uh, not a fan of the Lake Elsinore facility. Brand new track, but JT not, not up your alley.
2: Yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't my favorite. I'll go with that.
3: <laughs>
1: nope.
2: Now are you was, saying that
3: for you personally, or do you feel in general like would every rider say that, or is that is that how you felt? I
2: thought uh, in the motos. I thought in the motos of the track was awful. Awful. <laughs> I thought in practice it was okay. In practice, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then in the, the first moto, they flooded it. So it was basically a, almost a mud race. And then the second moto, the the water wasn't as bad, but it was just the, all the mulch was gone. So it was, we were down to the rock-hard base, and it was pretty treacherous. I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan of the dirt there. I thought they did a great job with the facility. You know, they obviously put a ton of money and effort in and all that stuff was awesome. It's just, you know, it's not their fault that the dirt to start with is bad.
1: Right. So. Um, what do you think, Weej? And um, just to be clear, Davey is not within um, hitting distance of you right now. So
3: you know, No, no, never is. I know. I know that maybe thinks we take orders, but um, he works in an office about 400 miles from where I live, and uh, I talk to him about once a week in a good week. and I don't even does he know we do podcasts? Uh, even know uh,
1: we do.: I think it's probably 50, 50.
3: I've never, in the two years we've been doing this, have we ever received feedback from Davey? I'm like, I heard you guys said this. Or I heard you guys said that.
1: Nope. Nope. He no. he, he, he nope. said uh, he liked the 100th Pulp MX show with Phil Lawrence and all those guys. Big fan of that. Yeah. Other than that, nope. Yeah. Nothing.
3: No. No. So we can say whatever we want.
1: But what do you think?
3: I mean, what, how the hell can I say? I wasn't riding on it or anything. Um, I thought on TV, look, here, here, so I will defer to the two experts I was with the booth. Like, we saw it in the first motos on TV and we thought it looked absolutely horrible. And then, uh, we had to walk outside in between motos to shoot, um, a thing on camera that we actually didn't have time and we didn't shoot it. But we were outside. And, uh, was like, you know what? This actually looks way better than it looks on TV. It actually seems kind of soft. Um, and most of the riders I talked to, the day started with them saying the the, um, the diplomatic, they did pretty good considering what they had to work with. Like, no one actually yeah. say it was good. Right. Um, but then I felt like I didn't hear much bitching at the end of the day, where there's other tracks I've heard a lot worse. Like, at the end of the day, people yeah. were just pissed off at one track or another, but maybe I didn't ask the right questions. But I, I, don't, I can't imagine it was good by any stretch of the imagination, though.
1: I feel like you're right. I know like, like,
3: what, yeah. would anyone have said it was the best track of the year? No chance.
1: Oh, no chance. No, nobody. Yeah, um, no chance. I feel like a lot, the bar was pretty low going in with most guys. They're like, oh, okay, here we go. And so maybe they were pleasantly surprised, even. You know, I thought the I oh,
3: thought my theory was good.
1: though was that. Oh, go ahead, JT.
2: No, I was just reiterating what I said before that I thought practice was good, and then it just steadily went downhill as
3: it got harder, and the the mulch they brought in blew off. So, is there is that fixable, or is it like this is what you're going to be? Well, not you. you. You picked maybe the right time to get out because this could be the finale for a while. Um, is there a way to fix that, or is this like this is what you're going to get?
2: I almost yeah. thought we should have stayed off of the truck bowl part uh because that's mm-hmm. that seemed to be the worst. It was like asphalt mixed with oh. mud on top of it. It was just mm-hmm. it was so hard packed that they couldn't get anything into it it seemed like it just nothing would mix, mm-hmm. nothing would soften up. Uh and then yeah. the, the back part it for whatever reason uh was much better. They got mulch into it. It was softer, especially in the morning like there was actually decent traction and you know softer bumps and stuff like that. So, you know obviously they probably won't do it, but I think if they stayed off of the truck track, it would be a lot better.
1: Tough, uh, tough for the fans. Um, I thought because you really sat there; the track was so big and so long, and you couldn't see so much of it. You really kind of sat there doing nothing, looking at nothing for a little while each race, each lap. You know,
3: like they got a shorten it. They got a shorten it. It was way too long.
1: I, I kind of think so, don't you, JT? Yeah,
2: what? like I said, just cut off the truck track. Bingo, done.
1: <laughs> Stamp it. <laughs> But then you lose the grandstands, I guess, which are convenient for fans. Move them, bro. Okay.
2: Or just get everybody oh, binoculars.
1: Okay. <laughs> Fmf will give you binoculars and an umbrella. <laughs> and an umbrella. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, uh, you know, we got a question last night on the show about Glenn Helen coming back. I don't think so. Not after Elsinore. What they did with the facility is pretty impressive and uh, and all that. So that that looks like it's it's going to stay for a long time. And I think the crowd... I don't think it's the biggest crowd we had, but it was definitely not the worst crowd we had. I put it right in the middle, and uh, so to me, that's that, that signals everything. Signals that we're going to be there for a while, huh? Why can't?
3: Yeah, I think so. But I thought the same thing with Palo. So you never know.
1: Yeah, good point, right? Yeah. yeah,
3: good point. Yeah, but I think one thing they really heard it, and um, I'm not from California. JT, I know you're not. And the you actually spent some time out there, so you you might be able to answer this best. Um, Carmichael and I, they kind of felt that one of the things working against the place is just the absolutely atrocious reputation of the area of Lake Elsinore and the track that this used to be. Um, it was an uphill battle right from the start. Like, people were coming in expecting the worst, um, which didn't help. And I mean, that did allow people to say they did pretty good for what they had.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But Carmichael, like, no matter how awesome it was, no way anyone was coming in here thinking it was going to be good. Um, so I didn't realize that the town of Lake Elsinore itself even, or the lake itself, has just a terrible reputation. Like, it's not the place to be. Not a cool place to hang out.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're dead I, I, on Is there. that true? Yeah, yeah, you're dead on. No, yeah, for sure. You, when you say you live in Lake Elsinore, people go, ooh. And when you go to say, I'm going to go ride at Lake Elsinore, people go, ooh. And, yeah. you know, unless you say, like, hey, i got a meth lab. You want to come? It's in Lake Elsinore. People go, cool, I'm there. You know? Um the Silicon Valley of, of Netflix, yeah. I mean, not not quite, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm just making more of a joke there. What's going on with that dog over right. there? <laughs> AT? Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's, it's tough. And it's Southern California, like, say you want to go Glen Helen, but it, it's, uh, the track surface is pretty good, and it's really the only one like that because of where they yeah. are located. Like, Comp Edge is more like Elsinore. Milestone is like Lake Elsinore, even though they, they do a good job prepping it. Um, I'm trying to think of some other SoCal tracks. I guess Zaka Station and all that are a little different. They're up north, but really, it is what it is. It's Southern California, you know. That's what that's what you're going to get. So, right. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. It isn't was, it
3: ironic that it, isn't it ironic that the hardest place to find a really good track is in the area that's supposed to be like the the creme de la creme of motocross? Like, isn't it just odd the way that works?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know it didn't used to be that way. So, um, Carlsbad. Oh God, Carlsbad. Oh God. Do you ever ride there? Carlsbad. JP? No,
2: I didn't. Never ride that? Mike Craig would have came out of retirement. One though.
1: Probably. Probably. Um, yeah, and it was also hot as balls. Which maybe they could put it as the first round to help that out. I thought that if you're a spectator and you bring your family and your kids, that's almost oh. unbearable. I think oh. that that's, that's not good. Right.
2: Yeah. I, can we agree on that? I spent very little time outside of the semi on, right. on the day. It wasn't like it was just oppressively hot. Like, Oh my God, someone's going to, you know what I mean? But yeah. it it was hot. Yeah. It would have been uncomfortable to be out there all day long. That's for sure.
1: Um, I, I definitely think that, uh, maybe
3: it should be the first round.
1: I don't know. I mean, I didn't bother me. Okay. I'm walking around anyways, and I'm in air conditioning a lot. Not as much as you, I am.
3: Um, well, the teams, I think, have said they want uh, the season to begin, and the series to begin and end in California. So unless you move Hangtown to the end, which would be bizarre, you know, it's always been in May. Yeah. Unless yeah. you move Hangtown to the end, it's pretty much what, what? you're going to get. You're going to get some Southern California track at the end of the year. I, I,
1: why do they want that? I agree that it should, start in, it should start or end in Southern California. Either one, start or end. I agree. Why, though? Why both? Why, why does it matter? Hangtown's not Southern California. It doesn't mean anything. It's barely California.
3: Yeah, it is a little weird, because I'm sure their theory is, hey, we've got to drive the truck back to California anyway, so we might as well get a race in. But really, you're still going to drive there anyway. Like, it's not saving any mods. Yeah. Like You're either going to drive from Steel City to Elsinore or Steel City right. to your shop 10 minutes from there. So really, what's the difference?
1: And let's face it, uh, 1110 mods, they, they would like series to series the end of Steel City. You know, That's so true. What, So what's good for one team is bad for another. As it is, 1110 mods FedEx the motorcycle out.
3: Uh, yes or no?
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, you got that email. One of them, I guess. Yeah, there's some. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. I was saying that because Alex Martin didn't have a very good day, maybe they just throw him in the crate with the bike and FedEx him back. It's like, it. it's like, Alex, things didn't go well. Get in the crate. Um, all right, let's move on to the races, I guess, itself. Anything else, JT? Uh, not not really. You did lead the
2: parade. Hey, lap.
3: that weather is that weather legit or is that was that an Like, is that what you're going to get all the time? Or because Sunday was actually pretty nice, so I don't know if that's normal there or not. I yeah. think September is the worst month of the year, so he thinks it was fairly normal. But
1: yeah, I haven't lived there long enough. I don't remember. Looks how. like 90s were yeah. pretty yeah. normal. Um, yeah. leading the parade lap, JT in the second moto that was on purpose.
2: Yes, that was a deliberate move on my part.
1: Last moto of the, yes. Of the career. Yes, I'm going to go out. Leading. Yeah, so I wanted to win the right. hot lap.
2: Yeah, I've never done it before. <laughs> never in my career have I ever won the G- hot lap.
1: Generally, the 800 is on that. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I thought I was expecting a battle.
1: Right, right. Yes, I was ready to <laughs> cut, the, cut the
2: track, whatever it took. Stand on his kill switch, whatever I had to do.
1: But but you did say that Dunji was gaining on you a bit. He was. <laughs> he was. I was
2: trying hard, and then I had a big lead, and I started looking at lines. Because I had. T- I'm like, ah, I better look at at least a line or two here. Right. And then I looked back, and the five was coming, so I had to pick it back up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the battle within the battle.
2: Yes, yes. There's races out there everywhere.
1: Right, right. Um, hey, who who missed the press release on Scott Champion going to Metal Militia and Star Racing? Did, 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 I feel like this?
2: Was f- I'm one? not a subscriber to MetalMilitia.com.
3: I feel like this so. flew
1: under the radar. Scott Champion rode for Metal Militia slash Star for this race. Who knew?
3: Um, d- just like the. Uh, Another Australian guy being moved over to, under the uh, JDR team. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. The guy Austria. who ate.
1: the guy who ate crap, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's an Australian guy.
1: And who's Mattis Inda in the lights class? Sounds like somebody off Star Wars. Right. Look at number. Look at the twenty sixth place, Jared, JT. Who, who
2: is that? Uh, that's an Ewok. Um. Uh, yeah, okay. I have no yeah. idea who that is. Looks right. Japanese. No, no, I put him in a crate. I feel like know. we
1: missed that. Never heard of him. Right. All right. Okay. So um,
2: I don't even know what the origin of that is. It's not like Matthias. Like it's like a you yeah, know, no. Scandinavian type deal. I like Indian. I don't know what that
1: Indian is. Indian or something.
2: You're just going because it's Inda is his name.
1: No, it's like he's Thuggy. What? Thuggy from Indiana Thuggy, Jones. like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, like
3: Bone Thugs and Harmony.
1: I don't know. Well, I guess never seen any of these movies because they couldn't happen in real life, <laughs>
3: right? No, I tried one of each. I tried one of these of I tried, just to say that I tried, and they
1: Uh Uh, Yesterday, not really. Yesterday, JT watched Jaws on Blu-ray. Is that in your wheelhouse of things that could happen? Sharks do eat people.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, Sharks, I mean, what, they're going to, uh, in Jaws 2, they're practically at SeaWorld or a place like SeaWorld, right? Jaws 3. 3, yeah. That was just Well, my point is, like, these are real-world situations. Like, okay, it was based on a true... It was inspired
1: by true events. Okay, so Jaws is fine for your yeah. movie theories. Star Wars yeah. is bad. And whatever else.
3: Yeah, if it can't happen in real life, I'm not interested. What can I learn from that? What can I get from that?
1: <laughs> just shake it.
2: I won, I won the hot lap. That's not going to happen in real life, the real race, so. <laughs>
1: Um, Hey, Blake Baggett... Uh, Wow, what a what a ride, man! Like, and even in the second moto, he goes out. He has like seriously, he was about thirty fifth into into the second turn, and he charges hard. He eats crap pretty good. Doesn't still doesn't back it down. Still comes out and lays it down on the last lap and almost wins the damn moto. Uh, wins the overall as it goes, and that might have been Blake Baggett's best ride of the year, JT.
2: I mean, it was good. He was impressive. I think uh, if he didn't go down there, he comes from 35th, passes Barsha, and is out of there. Right. Like, he was coming.
1: Like, check this out, bitches. I mean, right. we were
2: all bumping each other like, wow. Like, this yeah. guy is on a mission. Right. And, you know, I think, I think he got a little reality check when he crashed. Like, eh, yeah, this could go
3: bad if I don't you
1: know,
2: chill out a little bit.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um,
3: no, I don't think he did because his fastest lap was the last lap.
2: Yeah, but for a few laps there, you could tell he, he calmed oh. down. He, I think he got back in his rhythm, and then it was almost like you know he could go that speed. But there was definitely a few laps I felt like after his crash where he was just kind of, you know, kind of ma- not mailing it in, but like right. I'm going to make sure I got this thing handled. Right.
1: That's pretty impressive, Han huh? Duij? Pretty pretty gnarly.
3: Well, here's the thing. Going into this, did everyone had their theories as to what might happen? And here are things to watch, and here's the things things to think about. Did anyone run through the? Oh, maybe Bagel will just try to win the race.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I got, I mean, we all thought that he would benefit from the Southern California, the return to SoCal and the track and all that. We thought he would benefit yep. from that. But, I mean, in my mind, I was like, he just, you know, he's just got to go. He's going he's gonna to do it. But, you know, he has to just be careful. I didn't think he'd dominate. And basically, he dominated.
3: Well, it takes me back to this is the age old battle that Jim Holly and I will never settle. We really disagreed big time once in our years of doing the webcast. And it was in 08 when Trey Kennard was trying to lock down the, the East uh, Supercross title on lights. He had won the first couple races. Then Villapoto got healthy and started winning. Right. And Holly is literally giving Kennard notes like, you just need to get a fourth this week, a sixth this week, and then a fifth at the final one. And you know how I hate that. <laughs> you know how yeah. I hate doing the math. Yeah. And I'm like, Jim, they're not robots you can't just punch four into the computer and be like, I will get a fourth tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jim, I was, yeah, that's the way Jim rides, because he's counting dollar signs in his head while he rides. <laughs> and I'm like, Jim, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't just tell a guy win the first two races and yeah. then try to get fourth tonight. And then lo and behold, Kennard was running whatever, second or third in a race, and then crashed. And then he got tenth. And then he was asked because his entire point tube was gone. And then they went to St. Louis, the last race of the year, and then he's like, well, now I'm back to just trying to win. Right. And then what did he do?
1: Yeah, he won. He won.
3: So I said, Jim, that doesn't work. And he said, if it does, because if he hadn't crashed, he, if he hadn't gotten 10, yeah. then he wouldn't have be been in this position. He was right. trying to work. My point is, these guys spend their entire life usually going to the line just trying to go as fast as they can. And then all of a sudden, the most important race of their life, you're supposed to just try to purposely get third? Right. It doesn't usually work. Yep. So I think Baggett, it wasn't just that I was surprised that Baggett could win. It's that that was the strategy. The strategy was I'm not going to ride for points. I'm not going to do anything but just try to approach it like any other race, which yeah. is drop their hammer and try to win this sucker.
1: I know we you know we went on and on during the year about Tomac and and at times it was Roxon a little bit Roxon at times it was Justin Barsha, but I guess truly speaking, um, truly speaking, Baggett was the best rider all year. Yes.
3: Yeah, the best man won. I don't think anyone could could disagree with that. It was almost he's like deserving a, champion, right?
2: Yeah, he's deserving. I think there was. Uh, it was almost like who made the least mistakes. I think because both of them, at times, you could have you left guaranteed. You left certain weekends saying that's the best guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, There's, yeah, yeah. So
2: it's hard. It's hard to just say the best guy won. It was just like you know, the, it came down to a few mistakes here and there. Tomac right. hitting the tree. Tomac having a few heat problems you know Mm. what I mean it's just like
1: I mean Baggett had the lowest average finish the most moto wins the most overall wins you know
3: he had points lead from the first moto all the way to the end
1: he had the fourth most laps led and a worst start and the third worst third average start thing he only pulled one hole shot all year um
2: yeah who knew an iPhone would get destroyed over it
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's like, you know, he didn't hole shots, so you'd be like, well, okay. You know, he didn't use starts to his advantage, so he was on it, and he didn't lead the most laps, but yet he ended up with the title, so that tells you that he came from the back between that and the lack of hole shots. That tells you he came from the back, which means he can pass guys. So, I don't know, it all kind of works in his favor a little bit, but how about Barsha getting Tomac? How about Tomac's crappy second moto, and now Barsha... Um, Pass him in the points.
3: Yeah, I think that one might be more of a um, – whereas Baggett winning the title, I think, yeah, like I'm saying, that the best guy won or the guy that deserved it won. Mm-hmm. I think at the end you could probably, if you had Barsha and Tomek on a lie detector, who was more pumped on the riding, uh, the points might say Barsha, but the riding and their under-tree serum would probably say Tomek. Right,
1: yeah. I mean, he
3: passed them and left them quite a bit this year.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, um, and also too, um, Barsha and and Tomac took big steps this year as far as like Barsha. I mean, he'd won some nationals before, but the the quiet secret about Barsha was that he his points totals weren't always that good. I think this is the first year he's made top three in the points. So I mean, wait, that, that, he only that, he only
3: won one national. He'd only won one national his first three years.
1: Yeah, one national and like. Three motos,
3: I think. Yeah, yeah. It was not good anyway, he sliced it until this year.
1: So, like, realistically, he took a big step up. That's a big step up for him.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Tomax, last year, I'd say, was uh, definitely under par from what everyone would expect him to do. mm mm-hmm. So, he stepped up big time, too. Yeah, they definitely got much, much better. Um, yeah, they weren't quite, I guess, able to get back at obviously in points, but compared yeah. to where it wasn't where they were last year, there was a huge gap.
1: Mm-hmm. I asked Eli Tomac on the Pulp Show last night about the difference in, in bonus money between second and third, and I got shut down and yelled at. But I mean, again, that's a significant amount of money, probably. Jt. Uh, Jt. and Kenny both yelled at me and shot me down.
2: What? Well, you, you brought it up like it was like oh, and also this. Well, I don't really think he cares about that right now. Like I, I, it was all you don't title. Think so? No, you don't think he cares. He might. He might in a month.
1: What is it? Fifty grand difference? I don't know, man. I didn't. Oh, I wasn't in. Okay. I Thanks. have no idea.
2: I really have no idea. None. No clue.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go. It's. I'm gonna say it's fifty grand. Okay. I'm just saying. Right. Really?
2: In, a, in a month, he might care. Right now, he doesn't care. He's sad that he lost the title. Right.
1: Okay. Um. What else? What else in the lights class caught your eye? Malcolm Stewart. He kind of finished with a good, a good strong series.
3: At the Wait, end. Wait. So this is it. Like this is the most epic. 255 guys going for an all-season-long title fight, and we talked about it for about eight minutes, and we're just moving on. Who else? uh, I I, I, I mean, I don't
1: know. Um, What do you want to talk about? Like, um, we talked about last night on uh, the favorites for the title next year. Barcher's moving out, um, but Baggett and Tomac. Tomac hinted at a 450 outdoor. He did. Last night.
2: He didn't even hint at it. He just said he might do it.
1: Right. Yeah. So Tomac might not even be back. And you, you three guys in the booth, and I caught. I didn't catch the whole thing. Are you saying that no one has ever won the big bike outdoor title who has not won a light spike title? Is that what you said?
3: Um, n- not us guys. Chad Jeff Enig said that, Chad and Reed. I was like thinking to myself, "What the hell are you talking about?" Oh, Chad Reed. Like
1: yeah. Kent
3: Howardton never even frigging rode a 125 national in his entire life. <laughs>
1: Okay, so
2: yeah, I don't so, think
3: Donnie Hansen did either. Jeremy like, I don't know McGrath. where he came up with that stat. Like, I have no clue where he came Jeremy up with that. McGrath.
2: Jeremy McGrath.
3: Jeremy McGrath. Dude, Chad the list goes on. Yeah. I mean, I've... Greg Albertine. Greg Albertine <laughs> dominated 125 nationals, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Who could forget? <laughs> <laughs> uh, never even raced. There are champions that never raced a 125 national, let alone didn't win the title. I don't he, know where that
1: stat. Where do Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. You're right. I was just like. See
3: that's I that's, don't know what he was talking about. That's the
1: sheep as- aspect of things. I'm just following what if the guy you, says.
3: If you go back, because we were working on this, we were working on a list of guys who had never won a, a 125 race, but then they won in the bigger class. Uh-huh. And then I started seeing, you know, more recently, it's pretty uncommon to, have to happen. Like Tommy Hahn and Gurky did it, but that's not common. Right. But at the early stages of the sport, you didn't even like David Bailey never even rode 125 Nationals, you know, or neither did Howerton, or neither did. Tony D, like you just right. started off on the bike you like most. So there's champions who never even race in the class. So that's not even close to a stat. I don't know what was going on there.
1: <laughs> Good job, bro. <laughs> then
3: I do not know what to do. Like, do I just completely disagree with them in the air? I mean, if you're James Stewart, you want us to completely bitch slap Jamie Deswick during his comments. Right. Should I do the same to Bro? Like, it just seems better to keep the peace.
1: Yeah, because then you, like, say well, something. That it really has nothing to do with what's going on the track at the time then he says something back. or Like, you know, it, yeah.
2: No, you just have to say that can't be right and move on. Like, that can't <laughs> be right. <We're> just...
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, a recent example of being of being uh, Greg Albertune that is uh, 10 years ago, 12 years Chad ago. Reed a guy was that Fro years years battled.
3: Ago. A guy that Fro battled for these championships.
1: Right. And Chad Reed three, Chad year,
3: Reed was three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand.
1: Uh, the Dungy, did Dungey win a lights title? Yeah, he did. Yeah, outdoors. Boursell, yeah. the Boursell right, you're right. Sorry yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah, so Dungey. About did. their
3: epic
1: battle. Um, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. So
3: okay, right, back why, to uh, Elsinore. The first moto. Okay. Um, I mean, that was it was a pretty awesome display. Where it kind of bums me out. Often we get to these title situations and. You know, what happens happens, and I think fans are at home being like, why don't they try to take each other out, or why don't they have teammates try to take each other out, or why doesn't the guy ride till he crashes? Like, how do they just, you know, why don't they try to make it happen, like control their destiny? And I feel like with Tomac, you did see a hint of that. Like, he was way back, and he knew he had to be back in that moto to even keep a prayer alive. Right. So he put in one crazy-ass lap and made up five seconds in one lap, and that was all he had. And then he was done. Yeah, and I'm like, he got overhe- good for him.
1: He got overheated. He admitted it, too, which I thought was cool that he admitted it. It was true that he did. Yep. And he said, ah, I got hot. Uh, yeah. It was hard to
2: deny it. You could just see it. Yeah, but you know yeah. how
1: guys are. You know how guys are. Oh, no, I was well, good. he took
2: his goggles off. You know, Took his goggles Jumped off. Jumped off the track, took um, his goggles off, looking around.
3: He was not feeling good. Right. But I think that was awesome. Like, okay, you saw, a, you know, two guys, you know, they went down swinging. Like, he did everything he could. Yeah, he didn't just say, "Oh, I didn't get to start." What could I do?
1: Right. Well, didn't one of your guys him. wasn't one of your guys in the booth saying that as he's coming up on Baget, you got to keep an eye open because you could take him down or something. Like, what was well,
3: that? I asked Carmichael. I said, "Listen, okay, you won a lot of these titles. The Obvious question everyone's going to ask is, will Tomac try to take him out?" And I figured the answer is no because you just about never see that. You
1: can't. Yeah, I mean, but then Ricky said yes. I know. He goes, I would. I was like, okay. Like, I guess the, the way you could do it is you go inside of a guy and you push him out and maybe something happens. But to come in and just T-bone somebody and then you win the title that way? Like, yay! Yeah, look at me. I just broke a guy's tib and fib. Like, you know, that, does, that doesn't happen. Guys have too much no, respect out there. It's, it's not. This isn't WWE.
3: You know? Sadly, it's not. I, sadly. I know, it's sadly
1: for you, I guess. Yeah. It's not. Um. Well, the same thing
3: before the race, everyone was asking about team tactics, and um, you know I went over to Mitch and I'm like, oh, so Tedesco's not riding, and he's like, yeah, but you know if he's not healthy right, the healthy riding, we're not going to try to win that way anyway. Because I think what it comes down to is this is a racing is still a marketing exercise for these teams and these brands. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a win at all costs. Like if Honda and Geico win that way, you think they're going to be pumped? Like it almost defeats the purpose of winning if all you did was make people hate you.
1: Yeah, I know, why even?
3: I, I you're spending money to make people like your brand.
1: And Ricky had a 600 point lead in all his titles, anyways. He didn't need to take anybody out.
3: Well, uh, right. I guess I wish I'd come down to a closer one once. It would have <laughs> been interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Could have been exciting. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it it uh, it was quite a race. I got to say that I thought, Tomac. I thought Tomac would keep his role going. I really did. I did think that Baggett was going to do well in Southern California, but I thought Tomac has been on so much of a roll that I, I really thought Tomac was going to keep going. And yeah, he, he really he had nothing for Blake in that. Like you said in that first moto, he made up some time, but in the end, I think feel like Blake had that thing. And yeah, kudos to Blake Baggett, well earned.
3: Well, JP, let me ask you about the mentality there. Are you a veteran of many a, a German championship. Is it easier to just say, you know what, I'm not even gonna think about the title, I'm just gonna try to win the race and pretend it's a regular race. Would that have been was that a better move for him than to back it down and try to go three, four?
2: I think it's easy to say that. But like Ricky was talking about on the telecast, I think that was very true, where you get in this protective mode. And yeah. even if you're even if you're, you know, consciously trying to hang it out and ride as hard as you can, it just it overrides all that, and you don't take the chances, and you don't ride, you know, the same way you possibly could. So, um, even if your plan is I'm just going, I'm just going out here and going to win, I'm just going to win, it's really hard to do that. So, mm-hmm. pretty impressive that he was able to take the chances he did. I thought.
3: I see. Yeah. No, he he stepped up. There will be no longer any doubts about him under pressure. That's for sure. Man, you can't deliver any better than that.
1: I'm surprised Roxon didn't have more say in this thing. I thought he was going to be better. You know, he he rode well at Steel City. He kind of seemed to get get out of that funk. But, uh, you know, he came around the first turn in dead last or whatever in the first moto. And that sort of set the tone for his day. Second moto, he actually faded. He was getting caught by guys from behind. Roxon kind of mailed it in last round.
3: Well, I can tell you in the booth that Ricky was, we never quite had the chance to really focus on Roxon. Mm-hmm. But I think he, I think Carmichael flew to California with one bag packed with luggage and another one packed with shit to rag on uh, Ken Roxton about. Like he <laughs> wanted to, he wanted to eviscerate him for fading in all these motos and losing leads late, bad. But we never got the opportunity. But,
1: but it was coming.
3: Definitely how I feel. It, it was. There. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
1: surprising with a yeah. fe- with a fellow Fox athlete, though. You know,
3: the, the yeah. Well,
1: the two guys that thing. the two guys in the booth with you are very loyal. Who, who helped them out over the years? Um,
3: I have to say, if you talk to Carmichael, which I know you don't, so you just have to take my word for it, <laughs> um, it. When you ask him about stuff, you'll you'll soon forget who he has loyalties or you know, alliances. to. It's not like he's Dungy, Dungy, Dungy this, or Suzuki, Suzuki, Suzuki this, or Fox. Like I feel like he almost forgets that, which is, I guess, to his credit.
1: What are you talking and, about? Um, he said on the broadcast that Suzuki horsepower will get you to the front.
3: All right, he did say that with Alessi too, oddly, who's not even on a Suzuki. he's on an MCR four fifty, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, an
3: MCR. Right. No, we were talking about Villapoto's deal, for example, and um, he was saying, "Yeah, I think Villapoto's worth more money than anybody else. Villapoto's the guy." And and we're like, "Well, you don't think Dunge is Dunge is winning out here?" He's like, "But when they've been together, Villapoto's won the races, won the titles. Villapoto deserves the most money." And I was like, "That's very good."
1: So it's almost like somebody who writes that somebody that. Consistently, Villapoto is faster than Dungey, and then gets in trouble and is not liked. Maybe that person might be might be correct at times. If the if Ricky Carmichael says
3: it as well, maybe you and Ricky could have something here if you could ever talk to I'm the guy. I'm just
1: saying. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> all right. Will Hon rode good? Moose Can rode another strong race. I feel like that tracks right up Moose Can's alley, though. Technical throttle control, huh? JT, like. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought he would be better. He he rode well. Yeah, it wasn't like he was way off or anything. Right. But, um, yeah, seemed like he like when when Baggett passed him, gone.
1: Yeah. True. So.
2: True. I don't yeah. Know.
1: There was nothing there. No. There was no there was no counterstrike to that. Um, can we talk about Malcolm Stewart now? it
3: Yeah, I think we did a much okay. better job now. I think uh, we did a much better job. Hey, what about Barsha, by the way, though? What about Barsha? Let mm-hmm. me just stall this a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. Mike, what about Barsha?
3: Okay, he obviously okay. Clearly, he gave it his best shot this year. He was much, much better. Whatever wrongs he had the first couple years outdoors, he yeah. righted them. He's working with six times. His team is obviously good, et cetera, et cetera. But dude, he got hunted down and left a lot. Yeah. Like, what does that? What does that do for him? I mean, I don't, it probably doesn't affect him as badly as it does other guys. But
1: well, he'll never a win. A, he'll never win a four hundred and fifty title because it's been proven. Um, as we said last week didn't we say this I'm I'm losing track of all the crap that I talk but didn't we say we expected him to be uh, angry more angry like he seems okay with all this and you always think of Barsha as a a Bradshaw guy as a bam bam angry chip on his shoulder type of guy and he seemed to have some crushing defeats and then seemed to be okay with it
2: he seemed a little disappointed, though. I thought on the the first time I really seen him uh, be disappointed, and notably disappointed, was on the podium, uh, the second moto. I really, f- I almost really felt like he had bought into. I just need to stay on the podium. I just need to stay on the podium, and it's all gonna work out. <laughs> it's all gonna work out somehow, yeah. you know. And then three point one. It finally. Right. It finally. You know sank in that it wasn't going to work out. Right. You know, title's over, I lost. Yeah, it, That was the first time I really saw him just, you know, express any, you know, huh. visual disappointment in I mean, way.
1: To me, in every interview he did, he talked about, I'm moving to the 450s next year. I'm going to the 450s, I'm excited about that. Like, it seemed like he forgot about the title that he was in and was thinking about next year's title a little bit. He mentioned oh. it in those interviews that I did not get to, publish because my microphone cable was broken after the race. Uh, he mentioned it two or three times, and I'm like, I got it, but I want to talk – I'm talking this year, Bam Bam. I want to talk about this year right now. And he seemed to want to talk about, I'm looking forward to the 450s.
3: Yeah, I think that's more of a byproduct of he probably was super bummed. It's over. He really isn't going to get the title. That's an easy way to make yourself feel a little better at the end of the day. They you know what I mean? They I don't...
1: weren't, weren't going to overturn anything after the race,
3: so he really uh, – yeah. uh, that's what I mean like I think JT's on something right, like maybe right. then he finally sunk in like okay I just lost this right. but you know hey at least I got a good deal for next year that'll be fun you know just so you don't you know often when you're in a bad you know you're in a bad mood Steve once to go out and get some ice cream sometimes you know what I mean That's just a little ice cream make yourself better at the end of the day
1: I don't know what you're talking about um, you wouldn't do that hey by the way why again did you happen to hang around with Jeff Canfield at the banquet on Sunday night
3: uh, I saw him a few times. Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh yeah, I was there when the email was when the email was received.
1: <laughs> Not just one email. A well, couple. here's the problem. Why, our, JT, our
3: are you
1: listening? The third yes. this... me. No, JT's looking on his listening. phone. Oh. Well, just say something when I say. Laugh when you say that you can't feel got the emails. I mean, are you acknowledging that? Waiting for Wygant. All right, sorry, bro.
3: Well, here's the best part. Uh, I don't know how you set up your email address jt but it comes in the inbox just says jason i don't know how how you pulled that off yeah i don't know it's talent so so canfield thought i did it he comes up to me and he's like are you trying to call me out on fines and i'm like (laughs) what are you talking about he's like i got this email from you and i'm like that's not from me He says, it says jason right on it and i'm like if i had not received previous emails from you jt i would have never known (laughs) i was like wait a minute that's Jason Thomas, his email does not say Thomas, it just says Jason, that's from him. And he's like, oh, now I get it.
1: <laughs> well, uh, JT was having me pause the DVR. He was, taking, he was taking photographic evidence of some track cutting and emailing it to Jeff right there. Just inquiring whether or not there's going yes. to be fines.
2: No no negative tone. No, no. Just, just, just a simple question. Yep. Proof of, you know, not proof. Like, Weimer did it, and I get fined. Right, I had actual right.
3: photographic proof of that person doing right. it. Yes, I'm just wondering.
1: Okay. any? We've we had some track wasn't
3: cutting. There a, uh, wasn't there a speech? Didn't Roy Jansen give a speech? I think it's Still City or, or something, explaining that it was, if you cut once, you made a mistake and went off the track. If you cut in the same spot several laps in a row, you are now intending to cut. I believe that's what they explained. I don't know. Honestly. All I you hear, all I hear, all I hear is
2: wow, wow, wow.
3: All I hear. They pretty much gave. They pretty much did everything but say this is specifically for Jason Thomas when they gave that speech, and you didn't even. Listen.
2: Well, I mean, they find ten or eleven people, which I'm sure I wasn't the only one that you know complained. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I
3: was. Yeah, they said if you think that we're just picking on you for no reason, we're going to explain to you why we did what we did. Man, and the, then they explained that
1: the dunge was all over the place. That guy was going off the track left and right. I mean, not on purpose, just he was. Oh, that's he too. Yeah. That's, that's... he had a bunch of moments like that. Yeah. Man, those guys are. Because
2: um... the track was so good, bro. Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's that time again. Time for a commercial. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the BTO sports.com RacerX podcast show. Listen to these commercials from com. Use the code Steve and JT Racing. Thank you, JT Racing, for coming on board. Listen to these commercials, support the sponsors, and yeah,
0: then we'll get back to the show. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS-2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over.
1: (laughs) Hey, how was the banquet, by the way? How was it? How was the MX Sports Outdoor National Awards Banquet?
3: I can begin and end it with this. The schedule was to have cocktail hour from 5 to 6 and then banquet from 6 to 8. And our last thing was closing comments from Davey, and it ended at 8 o'clock on the GD dot. Right,
1: on the yeah, dot. yeah, yeah.
3: So I don't care what else went on, that's a win. These what a things drag on. We th- did a lot of work, and I did a lot of things to try to shorten it, and it worked, and I think that's all anyone cares about.
1: Did you make some jokes that we talked about? Did any of those jokes make it?
3: No, no, no. And then I had feedback. Again, Roy Jansen came up to me, and he said, no teasing. Oh. What do you mean? He goes, Do not tease any riders. Do not tease any teams. I had a lot of feedback last year. People don't like when you do that.
2: Please don't cut and the track. And then Davy and Kerry, What's that? Please don't cut the track, also.
3: He, he added that in. <laughs> he had, yeah. It said, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then Davy and Kerry said, Who? Who did you talk to? People love it. And Roy's like, No, people hate it. And they're like, Who did you talk to? And he's like, Who did you talk to? And then Davy's like, I watched the NFL this morning and um, they gave. One guy gave teams credit for cutting back any amount of off season arrests they have. This is what the world expects. It's a roast. And then Roy goes, It's not a roast, it's a banquet. And then they battled it out and then
1: And you're um, sitting in the middle with your with like a ping pong match going back, okay, so which what do yeah, I do? Who do I right, answer to? Right. right.
3: right. So I erred on the side of, hey, I can always say I cut time out of the program by not going with the jokes. So I, I didn't know, I did zero jokes about the riders. Um and, um, at the end, Tyler Rattray's mom came up to me afterwards and thanked me for profusely. Cause she said, I fully admit in years past, I thought you were a dickhead. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She goes, why would you cut up on them? They're giving their heart and their soul and risking their oh. lives. And then all you do is make fun of them for it.
1: Sh- shut it, mom. You know, like, really. Well, I-
3: Hey, moms are biased. Moms are the worst. I, know. I even try to personally I even stay away from the moms and dads in the trucks and stuff because I feel like they're the worst source besides agents for accurate info. Yeah. But I'm just giving you an idea. Those are the people that are in that audience, and that's the way they feel. So you have to right. respect that a little bit, even if you disagree with it. That is the audience.
1: Um Yeah, yeah, I, I can see your point because especially more so than the Supercars Banquet, that's full of only really riders and stuff. Not not a lot of other people in there.
3: Or, yeah, I, well, none, neither of them are open to really spectators, so then you're really down to, you're either a rider or a relative of the rider or someone who works for a team, or right. worse yet, someone who works on the rider's payroll. If you're like an agent or a band friend, yeah. you'll never be down with someone making fun of your guy. Like, it's your job yeah. to prevent people making fun of it. So it's, it's a lose-lose. I was really bummed.
1: So can you give us the, the Millsaps joke now? No. No. Come on. No. You just had it ready. To, you had it ready. You, it, was, it was holstered. Yeah, but, it was holstered,
3: ready it, to come out. so It was. If it comes back, uh, it will be terrible.
1: Well, just say, like, this is an example of what I didn't use.
3: <laughs> what would be the inspiration for it? It's inspired by true events, just like Jaws. Right. Just, just That's give... the problem. And it's still considered, you know, an actual uh, character slight against Will well, SAPs.
1: Just say someone else terrible. wrote it for you and you decided not to
3: use it. Well, in years past, that's actually true. Most of the hardcore jokes come from Davey. And then I say, I don't know about that one. And he says, you're such a pussy. And I'm like, you're the one telling someone else to say it. I know, right? <laughs> you're telling well, me to say your joke, but I'm, gonna, I'm a pussy. I'm going to
1: text it to JT. It was funny. It was good. It made me laugh out loud looking at the text. Um, and now people are going to want to hear it. So I'm not, and I'm not editing this part out.
3: All right, here's what it was. Here, here's what it was. Yes.
1: Like Mar Albert, yes.
3: <laughs> Dungey Dungy was very lucky that at Southwick his mechanic was Carlos Rivera, who used to work with Davy Millsaps, so he has a lot of experience with his rider running out of gas.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that,
2: unless you're Davy Millsaps or on Davy Millsaps payroll, payroll or a Davy Millsaps fan.
1: Well, this now is
3: or mom. Man. We are now talking about no. Again. The mom would agree. The, the mom would hair. actually agree. That'd be the funny part.
1: The wife, yeah, the wife would be all over you because I've gotten the, the tweets about me being fat from her, so she would be angry. Um,
3: I that's it, my point. Like those yeah. are the people in the audience. You can't do that.
1: Um, but that's a good one. Good job on that. <laughs> um, yeah. This this is we are talking about David Millsaps, a guy who goes back and reads the Racer X play by play tweets. From the race About himself
3: Between motos Between out motos of home, Between yeah. motos
1: Yeah Scrolls yeah. up his timeline Finds Wygant Because he thought It was Wygant For a long time And says Why did you say That I'm fading Or what uh, Yeah Oh jeez um, What if Tim <laughs> Tebow- What if Tim Tebow Went through like And found his Negative press And like Called up the writers <laughs> He'd be there all day I can't make practice
2: The more famous you are The thicker your skin Has to be I think
1: Yeah maybe huh um,
3: I, was, I was surprised um, recently, someone had a, a fairly scathing editorial on, um, on Lance Armstrong in Sports Illustrated a week or two ago. And he said in it that his proof that Armstrong usually fights a lot harder than this, which makes it all suspicious that he's giving up, is because any time he's written anything negative about Armstrong before, Armstrong would call him and ring him out.
1: Oh, yeah? So that was his...
3: Yeah, I, was, like... <laughs> I was surprised. I'm like, okay, that does happen.
1: Um yeah, Armstrong's supposed to be pretty gnarly about that kind of stuff. Um
2: Intimidation. He's a big intimidator of media and
1: peers. Dylan Epstein Dylan Epstein made his debut 1712. Alright, decent. Um he's looking for a ride next year. What was your nickname?
3: Who you? Oh, you have one?
1: No, I don't know. Okay. Not for him. Oh yeah. For his entourage. <laughs> um <laughs> Jeremy Martin? Still waiting. Ten ten. Still waiting. So let me know, guys, when this is coming. Let me know. I, I don't I mean ten ten. He's as fast as the goat. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is the goat. Oh, by the way, the goat's looking a little a little trimmer than he was at those regionals and whatever those videos came out. So looks mm. like looks like he's working hard. Um Kyle Cunningham? You're really saying ten
3: ten in like his third national really is like you're not showing me anything, kid, really?
1: The standards are high. The standards are high. Listen, Jimmy Button and the great Tim Ferry got 19th at their first nationals. That's what it used to be. Trey Kennard, Ryan Dungie, Josh Hill, uh, uh, Ryan Vilpoto. Ryan Dungie
2: didn't do that great. 5'10? 13'11'5? No. We went like something yeah, like 7'7 or something. Yeah, like something 8'11'8 eight, eight or something.
1: The standards are high, man. And that was Dungey's first race. This is out, Jeremy Martin's yeah. third.
3: The, 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 it, so you're they, saying you need to be by the by the time those last three or four races are out, you need to have been battling for a podium. And if it, if you're not doing that, what? I'm, not, I'm not. It's not I, a loaded question. I'm no, saying like that's, yeah. your, that's yes. what the standard is now. If
1: you are the Horizon yeah. Award winner mm-hmm. ish from Loretta Lynn's, and you come out and you go ten ten at your third national, you're done. May as well retire. Okay, that's, that's – I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. JT, I'm joking. Don't look at me like that. Do
2: you think Zach Bell was underwhelming? We've talked about this.
1: Yeah. He yeah, led 15
2: yeah. minutes of his first moto yeah. ever.
1: finally got the whole shot. Finally got a good start. Right. Um, Imagine what he could do if he got the good start before that. Well, but, but then he faded. He crashed out. Or at Unadilla, he faded. And it's but he just, led again. Well, yeah, but guess what? What more do
2: you want? You want him to come out the first, his first moto and just wax everyone, run away from baggage. How and about tomac? just
1: run 30 minutes at a, at, a, at a pace, at a good pace, and, and stay strong? And go 10-10?
2: That's what you want? No. You want him to run a good pace and go 10-10?
1: No.
2: Or do you want him to lead 15
1: minutes and then crash?
3: No. Or just win the moto. Just pick Does one. Just, just win them.
1: All right. Okay. You know what? You guys are wrong. I, I, I'm abs- you guys are right. Jeremy Martin is on pace to be the greatest motorcycle rider ever. You're right. I'm wrong. He's Watch <laughs> out. Watch out, You're world. are so far. Here he comes. Um. <laughs> oh, hey, Jesse Nelson got the, the MX Sports Rookie of the Year Award. Justly deserved, by the way.
3: Oh, again? You, can't, you can't lose at those banquets if you um, have anything involving the Troy League team. They've got... <laughs> when it comes to events like that, nobody has team spirit like the Troy League squad. So... Guy you're getting second in WMX and him getting the Rookie of the Year award by far. Biggest cheers to anyone yeah. in the
2: room. I feel, like, I feel like for the outdoor banquets, they prorate the awards. They go around. Are you going to come to the outdoor banquet? No. Are you going to come to the outdoor banquet? No. Okay, well, here's a list of six guys that are coming. Let's give them all awards. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. That was like not me. That was a participation me. ribbon.
1: That was not me.
3: It was that way in years past. I'm not going to lie. And that's what made it a four-hour banquet. Um, I think it was better
2: this year because it was where everyone lives. That helps a lot. Like still when it was yeah, a well, Steel so City, the, everyone's like, "I'm yeah, I'm not spending another day here. Like I want to go. The season's over. I'm going home. But, you know.
1: So, I've right. never been to an outdoor right. national banquet. Me neither. No. Thumbs up though to Jesse Nelson for winning that award. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be here all uh, week. Um, oh,
3: man. <laughs> Mr. Jinx, <laughs> Malcolm Stewart. He did well. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, I don't have the points in front of me. I don't have the race-by-race the race points in front. But, but he came on at no, the No, his end.
3: Best moto was a sixth. He got a sixth in Steel City. That was a tie for his best. He had a sixth, I think, Colorado. And the sixth in Still City. And speaking the fifth overall, best performance overall. Oh,
1: there, there's talk of WMX going away. We had Jessica Patterson on the Pulp Show. But I feel like with moments like what we had with the winner – Perhaps we should keep the WMX
3: going. She com- Chiara Fontanese. <laughs> uh-huh. the, the can you play? Can you play that on the air? Can you play it your, your uh, for you? Yeah, I'll get it for you.
1: Yeah, can, you, can we do that? Um, she she went backwards down the jump with her arms up in the air, celebrating <laughs> the win. I, I've, I've never I've never seen that before, and I feel like I could I could watch that on a loop repeatedly.
3: Oh man! I happen to be standing right there because we were going to do the, the the.
1: No, I'll put it. Oh,
3: go, no, no. go, go!
1: Hold on, yeah, no, I got to plug it. in. JT can't just hold up to the mic. Sure you can. Yeah. No, here, here. Okay, set this up though, Wagant. Set this up. Yeah.
3: We were trying to say there's some controversy because her name is spelled C H I A R A, I believe, but on her jersey it was K A I instead of C H, and then her website is K A I. And her Twitter handle is K-A-I. So we're like, is it with a K or is it with a CH? So I emailed this like, Italian sponsor guy that helped bring her over here. And I'm like, how do you say it? How do you spell it? What's the deal? And he says, it's spelled with CH, but she writes it with a K because it helps people pronounce it better. And then I'm like, okay, well, then how is it pronounced? And then he sent me back this file, this audio pronunciation guide to share a Fontanese pronunciation guide.
1: Um, now, who was this guy, though? Who was the yeah, sponsor? Yeah, I am actually like, really confused. Some like guy emailed happen?
3: us. I'm like, w- went to race Rex virtual trainer slash race ad guy, Tim Kreitzer, on like Wednesday and said, would anyone like to interview Sheriff Fontanese? And I'm like, I'm about to hit the road. I don't think we have time. We'll make note that she's coming to the race. That's cool, but it's too late for us to do anything. Sorry. So that okay. was, he had something to do. Uh, his, his email address says he's like a dentist or something. You see that? I no. saw
2: like sales manager, dental, dental associate, sales manager. Or so I don't even know how you sell dental. So you
3: asked the
1: guy how to pronounce it, and he wrote you and all that, and then he
3: recorded it, right, and sent this back. Okay.
0: Chiara Fontanesi. Chiara Fontanesi. <laughs> <laughs> Which
3: didn't really help too much, did it? Not. No, I'm more
1: confused not Chiara really. Fontanese. <laughs> Are you supposed to say it sounding like a Bugs Bunny yes. Italian? And guy? end of the whole show, is Chiara <laughs> Fontanese. Followed by Ashley File and <laughs> Jessica Patterson. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that was funny, yeah. The best part of that email, though, Wigan, is you sent it to me and JT, and you don't even need to set it up. You're just like, we're asking this guy to pronounce his name. Listen here. And it's immediately... We yeah, both, just we listen both, to the file. We just both started laughing. It, it was, it was Get pretty Get out
3: obvious. of <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: But yes, please, keep the WMX around if, if they are going to provide moments with the winner crossing the finish with her arms up, a la Rocky Balboa, and then rolling back down the jump. Please.
3: Did you, were you there? Like, did you, Were you standing over there when that happened, Steve? No. Oh. No. You didn't see it happen live? No. Oh. Uh, by chance, I was standing there. <clears throat> we were we were standing there because we were about to, as soon as our moto ends, when we shoot our on-camera thing for the second motos. So we're standing at the finish waiting for the race to end, and then Jason Crane, who does our videos for, like, the Race Rex Motocross show, mm-hmm. he and I are standing there, and he's like, oh, crap, I think the winner's coming across the line. i got to shoot this real quick. So it was like everyone was standing there for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean – I was two feet away from her when this happened, and as it's happening, I swear you can see, like, her eyes getting bigger, like, oh,
1: shit, oh, (laughs) oh, shit, I'm rolling backwards on the track.
3: (laughs) Um, And then Kehoe was standing there, too, so everyone expected Kehoe to go nuts and immediately file protest and say that Follick won the moto, but Kehoe's a good guy and said, no, her front wheel crossed the line, she's good.
1: Oh, did he really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no. That, yeah, yeah.
3: He, I would, was waiting. I mean, every point counted. I was waiting for him to no. just take it, advantage of it, right?
1: There would be many team managers who would freak out over that. Good job for Cihill.
3: For yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I give him credit.
1: By the way, Ashley like not showing up at the press conference and not showing up at the banquet. Not good. Good job, Ashley. You stay classy. That's all I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say about that. JT?
2: I think, it, I think it was Red Dog. Red Dog's guidance.
1: Don't you ever talk like that again? <laughs> Don't you ever say that? <laughs> he pleaded with her. He go. did. He pleaded he with her.
2: Yes, hands and knees. Yes, please, Ashley. You can't. You can't do this. We <laughs> just lost to <a> Chiara Fontanese. <laughs> we need to go get our title.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, why didn't she go? Why well, again? Was it a sign of protest? Was it a silent? Um. What? What? What was it? The no. Oh,
3: they said uh, prior engagements. In prior engagements. Okay, all
1: right. I don't, I don't
3: know. know. I, that's all I know. I know that they did uh, for the press conference on Saturday. They had um their uh, their 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 press relations person come over, and we could get quotes from her. So then Guy B's like, "Hey, um, all right. Well, if you're here and you're going to answer questions, explain why at the beginning of the year Ashley tweets she's not racing a series ever again, and then anytime we ask about it, she just says no comment. And then what does uh Mindy say? She says. Yeah, no comment. I don't know. No comment on that. She's <laughs> like, thanks. Thanks for clearing that up.
1: Oh, guy be with the tough questions.
3: It was pretty good. Like, yeah. he was grilling her pretty bad. He's like, do you see how stupid this is? Like, you let her go out there and tweet something that's like baiting us to tell a story, and then she says no comment, and you say no comment. Right. Like, that's really kind of messed up. Right. And she's like, yeah, no comment.
1: <laughs> no comment about even the no comment. Right. <laughs> yeah,
3: no comment on the no comment, exactly. Right.
1: Um... <laughs> Could the uh, the winner, the Italian girl, could she speak English? Yeah, yeah, she was in the press conference. Like. She, she did okay. Gonna, yeah,
2: why am I asking you? Never seen yeah. her before. I don't right. know what she looks like. Never even oh. knew she was coming to the
1: race. JT just got a text back. We have confirmed Bobby Canari's birthday. JT and I were arguing about how old Bobby Canari was, and he went online and found four? Three or four? Yeah. Four different birth dates for Bobby Canari from different wow. various
2: sites. It's like Travis Pastrana.
1: <laughs>
3: Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: Nick Way swears he's older than,
2: than I, what he says. That's
3: what I'm going right, of, Yeah, yeah Nick, Nick Way.
1: Well, maybe I shouldn't say Nick Way. Schmick Schmay. <laughs> a guy that... Uh, Canary says October 1st, 85.
2: Yeah, that's what the first
3: one was.
1: The first one was? Yes. Okay. Okay. Right, so we got to the bottom of that. Um,
3: I'm beginning to get concerned with your level of, of, of <laughs> care and concern for Bobby Canary.
1: No, It is turning a little bit weird. Someone tweeted yeah. that... What was it, JT? They were making fun of you. And you said, wait till Bobby Canari is 33 years old. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. He was saying, if, if Bobby was a triple, am I a bunt?
1: That's right. If I say Bobby's a triple, JT must be a bunt. And JT said, well, wait till you're 33 years old, jackass. And then we started debating Bobby Canari's age, and hence okay. looking yeah. up online.
2: I said, he's, he's like 26, 25, whatever. Wait till he's 33. It's not going to be easy.
1: Like, it's difficult. By the way, speaking of Bobby Canari, he had a legitimate shot at 15th in the points. Missing with missing four or five races. Instead, he had a terrible lick, Elsinore, and he dropped from 16th to 20th in the points. He got passed by LeMay, Craig, Freeze, Yeah, LeMay, Craig, and Freeze, and he did not pass Sipes or Hahn, which he only needed to score a few points to do that. I'm sorry? Yeah.
3: So, Canari... Based on that, you probably want them to remove Elsinore. They should not go back to that track. He was, track.
1: he was not a fan of it, but he, it was, of he had to leave because he was racing the GNCC this week in Wagant, which I know get, makes him you know, special in your heart.
3: Yeah, I might have to fight you, actually, to, to, for a spot on that bandwagon. Um, if I can sum up these 2012 podcasts, it's going to be the bookends for you, starting out with Zacky Poo and ending uh, strong with Kanari. Oh,
1: Zachy Poo. Yeah, he was good, dude. He was good. I <laughs> forgot about Zachy he Poo. Good. He was good. He was good. Um, and I called no, but and I called it too. It was impressive that I called him in practice at Anaheim to you, I get, that Zachy was going to make the podium, and he got fourth.
3: No, you did. You were way. You were. There wasn't even a bandwagon to get on.
1: Yeah, no, there was nothing. And I'm watching the guy in unseated yeah. practice going, "Holy crap, that is podium speed right there!" And I was close. Got a fourth.
3: Great job. Um, what were the- what material would a bandwagon be made out of? Is it still like wagons, like wooden wagons?
1: I don't know. It's a good question.
3: So, I mean, you would have been standing under the tree that would eventually have been cut down to create a bandwagon for Zach Osborne that then everyone got on. Yeah, pretty much. That's how far ahead of it you were. Yep. Yeah, uh, give me that. Give me that, for sure.
1: Okay. Let's go on to 450s and me, and not Bobby Canari. Okay? <laughs> um, all right. Okay, so Dungey won again. Shocking. But I feel like Alessi was four sec- – here I go, JT. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Alessi was four seconds faster a lap than the third-place guy. Like, that's a lot. Great. Yes, Okay, is. all right. Whatever you want to say. I just – I feel like he rode really well. I feel like Mike Alessi went out, went out of this series – with, with, with a bang. like Dungy's incredible and phenomenal and was better than him. No doubt about that. But how about Alessi being that much better than everybody else at the final round? We're all talking about Brock Tickle. We're all talking about Jake Weimer getting third away from Andrew Short. We're all talking this and that. Uh, Weston Pike screaming about how he gets screwed over by everybody. We're all on that bandwagon. And then there's Michael Alessi four seconds faster than a Tickle or a Rattray.
2: Alessi is always really good at the like the last or first Cali rounds. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's always yeah really Glenn Helin.
1: Yeah, yeah, doesn't no, You're right. Yeah, he good. rides California stuff good. I don't know. I just think that's Yeah, pretty-
3: no, he pulled away from the rest of those guys even at the other rounds. I mean, uh, I mean, really, except for um, Ratray got a moto win there at Southwick, but really the like second half of the year, Alessi really Alessi was pretty much ahead of that group the whole time, wasn't he? He
1: finished 98 points ahead of
3: Weimer. Right, Weege. and they were 12 points ahead. I know, I thought uh, halfway through the year, I thought Weimer had him in his sights.
1: But uh, getting yeah. talking about Weimer, he rode fantastic yesterday. He, he hit neutral off the start in the second moto and was 10 feet behind everybody else, mm-hmm. even JT. And first moto, he crashed, fell, first turn, or first lap or something. He rode really well. He came from way back, both motos, to go 5'9". Five, five, that was good.
3: Great. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was um, good. Yeah, it was. And I cannot believe that that third-place battle, which I know no one really cares about, even the riders themselves, I think somewhat somewhat care but don't completely care. Uh, I, it did come down to one point. Like, if you looked at it on paper, it looked like a knockdown dragout drag-out battle. But instead, it was more like Short just dragging his carcass around the track the last couple, <laughs> couple laps of the year, right? Because he was pretty much done for, wasn't he?
1: Oh, man. Right. Yeah, I guess he spent three days in the hospital. Um, yeah. This week, according to Larry yeah. Brooks, for an infection, and um, he had some other issues going on during the like. It was sad to watch the might, the once mighty Andrew Short. Um, you know, podium, uh, Lake Elsinore was not a good race, and like you said, he was just holding on out there. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What? No.
2: i was just what? Oh. i was just throwing in.
1: Sure.
3: Yeah. Sure. Oh, like tits?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. What about Brayton? Why again? <clears>
3: 12.5. <throat> no, it was still an awesome weekend for Brayton because uh, I had a direct flight to Charlotte yesterday afternoon and I got there a little early because I expected to be like mega traffic going to the airport. So I'm hanging out a good like two hours before my flight and still my beating heart. Who comes floating down the hallway with like light shining down upon him? The but Justin Brayton.
1: The Justin oh, Brayton. Oh, yeah.
3: And he's like, Weed, you sound the same flight as me? I'm like, Yep. And then we just, a good solid. There was so much bench racing going on that we didn't almost miss the flight, even though we were sitting there two hours early. Yeah. I, uh, I had, so it was actually an awesome weekend.
1: I had a good conversation with Brayton before practice started about next year and about how the pay the pay scale in our sport is just effed. About how like there's three yep. guys making, and we've talked about this or I, maybe we haven't, but I've talked about it somewhere. There's three guys making five to ten million dollars a year. There's yeah. six guys making half a million dollars a year, and there's hundreds of guys making under $100,000. It's, and we're not healthy. That's not healthy for our sport. No. But it's the way it is. So we had a conversation about that. And then JT talked about you. Your name came up. And he said, man, JT, man, that guy, I remember watching that guy on Subway Honda. He was like 38. And I was like, I'm never going to have a number that low. I'm never going to have a number that low. Straight from Justin Brayton's mouth.
2: Well, he I – I still don't know how he got so good. I really don't.
1: Why? Why do you say that?
2: I don't know. He just went from, like, terrible outdoors. Like, do you remember him terrible. being terrible? Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. I remember when he was on – like, he was on an arena cross team, and then he would come ride a couple outdoors and just be terrible. You know, like, no chance. Like, Paul Lindsay was helping him out on Moto World at times, uh-huh. and I was like, man, you're really out of shape or something, and then yeah. now he's – you know, he yeah. gets on the podium sometimes. It's just crazy <laughs> yeah. to me.
1: Well, at one time, he didn't
3: think he There was, he, was a, would do a buddy game. of mine who's a, who went to college. He's from New Jersey. He went to college for computer programming, but he had his pro license at one point. And when the vault, the race track's vault came out earlier in the year, he's like, check it out. Here's my results from the last national I ever did, and look who I beat. And he got, like, 37th at Unadilla, and Brayton got 38th. And he's like, how in the hell is that possible?
1: <laughs> right, right.
3: I went to college, and I'm a computer programmer, and this guy is a factory Honda ride and almost wins races.
2: What was this guy's name?
3: Uh, 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 Chris Hunter.
2: Chris Hunter. Oh yeah, New Jersey. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Um, Tom's
1: River. Maybe. Maybe not. I I spent some time in Tom's River.
3: No, that was um. There was a Tom's River guy that was a uh, blessing. That was a bless. Okay. Yeah. Used to. Jay Long's buddy.
1: I would never have a number that low. I watched just Jason Thomas. Pretty good. Good story. Yeah. Brayton was cool. Yeah. Brayton's a good dude. Yes, is. Brayton's a good dude. Yeah. Um, what about Rattray? 4-4? Uh, I didn't watch the second moto, well, again, yes, uh from the 450s. Did you cover the goggle what? stop?
2: <laughs> you didn't watch the 450 moto?
1: The second moto uh, on TV. On TV.
3: Oh. oh um, I thought you just walked out.
1: No. No. Did you cover the goggle stop? And if so, as no, have you gotten an angle? I, I don't
3: even know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, you have not? Okay, so you didn't cover it and you not heard the goggles. Know about it. Right. He pulled in for goggles, second moto. Uh, something wow. happened to his goggles, and I was told I better not talk about it. But, I mean, I just figured it was on TV at some point. But, <laughs> anyways. So.
3: No, it, you hold the key now. You either talk about it or don't. You're the only witness.
1: Well, yeah, I know. He just had some problems with his goggles. They had to pull in and change them really quick. So I'm giving him props for going 4-4 with pulling in for goggles. Good job on that. With a pit stop for Tyler Rattray. Where's he going next year? He's not going to JGR. He's not going to... to Brooks's team. That's what I think, but... Oh, I
2: thought, you, I thought you knew that.
1: Well, that's where I'm thinking he's going. Does anybody know?
2: I have no idea. I thought I was just going off what you said. I thought you...
1: The star guys, they were in the running to put a 450 together, but I guess they're not now. So that's out. JGR oh. is out. Wow. Jeff Ford Racing apparently is maybe just going with one guy. So, uh-huh. I don't know. What do you think, Weege? You know anything?
3: Actually, no. The, the last I heard was... The first I I'd heard was, was Star Valley. I didn't know what their 450 program. I guess they got, got canned. They're not going uh, yeah, to have one. Yeah, I guess they're not going to have one, Yeah. And I thought it was still over at Gibbs between, you know, still a possibility there, but it seemed like Coy's not interested. So I would think when it all is said and done, the owner of the team not being interested probably means you're not going to end up there.
1: It's crazy that they're probably going to have Grant and Brayton back. They're getting the band back together. I don't don't know if I totally agree with that, but whatever. That's their team and Coy's a smarter man than me. Um, Ben LeMay got ninth. Good job for Ben LeMay, right?
2: Rode good, yeah, yeah,
1: like yeah. He rode good the last little bit of the year. He was on. He, he's, he's had a few good races now in a row. Um, yeah. Josh Grant was crash crashed out in the first moto. Kyle Chisholm crashed out in the first moto. Davy Millsap's DNF DNF for his farewell ride for uh, JGR and JT. You saw him. You said it was, or you saw the the end result.
2: Yeah, I saw them both getting up. and They were completely covered in mud, <laughs> and where they crashed, it couldn't have been. It was like right. In between two jumps, so they obviously were in yeah, the air. Right. Yeah, it couldn't have been good. And then I saw Davy looked like he was spitting blood, like, like his lip, his mouth was cut maybe or something. Yeah. Didn't look like he was um, real excited to go back out there.
1: Yeah, bad, 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 bad way to go out, no doubt. Uh, did you think to yourself, yes, two more spots?
2: No. It, would, it was like the first or second lap. I was just – the track was so muddy. People were honestly everywhere, crashing, running off the tracks, <laughs> It, it was it was chaos. Honestly,
1: <laughs> you're not the only guy who said they overwatered.
2: Yeah, you were. Were you there when Chisholm was yelling at Canfield? No. Second moto. Yeah, no. About watering.
1: Really? But, yeah. <laughs> and Chisholm's not exactly no not a fire that and vocal. brimstone. Guy. Yeah, but it was bad. <laughs> right. I mean, it really was right. bad. Um, Frederick Norton had a good moto and a good second moto going. He hurt his wrist. The Swedes. Polatelli. Nope. What about Polatelli in the first moto? He was like fifth for a long time.
2: Steve, you need to find him a job. Yeah. By the way.
1: I need to find Paul Telly a job. Yes. I'm busy with Filthy and Canary. Adam to the list. I'm busy. Adam. Um, trying to get Filthy and Canary something. It's proving to be tougher than I thought. Because <laughs> Watson ain't going to hire him. Uh, Kyle Regal. Weege. Best moto of the... Ended it on a high
3: note. How
1: well, about that? Well, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, he DNF the second moto. I thought he got six. That's first moto.
3: Oh. Well, all right. Still, he had one. He yeah. he had at the last race of the year one of the finishes you thought he would have all year long. What finally, happened? I figured it out. Huh?
1: What happened to to him?
3: You know, there's one thing I'm going to throw out. I don't know if I mentioned it on this on the show. He had a gnarly, pretty gnarly injury in the off season, right? Like he broke his femur or whatnot.
1: Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're supposed to keep it quiet for a while or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we,
3: I, I feel like I'm safe to announce this now. Twelve <laughs> months later. Um. Like, he had a gnarly injury because it's like, hey, when he was riding for the BTO com team last year, he did pretty well.
1: He did. Uh, you know, fifth or yeah. sixes, uh, seventh stuff, yeah.
3: Yeah, so it's like, what what the heck is the difference? Like, is again, could this Yamaha be that bad? Plus he, you know, he now is on a privateer team, but he still was on a Yamaha. But anyway, I mean, could it really be the bike hurt him that bad? Or is there a chance that, dude, he had a gnarly injury between – Last year and this year. Maybe, maybe no. it was a tough time bouncing back.
1: Well, JT, you, you tested with the JGR guys. They did your motor and suspension this year for your team, and you rode with Kyle Regal a lot before the season. Without a doubt in your mind, he was hauling ass. Yes. Like, yes. You know, speed. I believe I picked
2: him on my fantasy team the first weekend because I knew he was ready. Yeah. He was really in shape. We did, you know, we were doing yeah. 30 minute motos and. I saw his speed and his endurance. Everything was good. He seemed happy with the team and the bike. You know, just seemed like he coming off the previous outdoor season and the way he looked, it everything looked like it was ready. You know, he looked great.
1: And although you're not going fast yourself, you do no speed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, dude. God, (laughs) God, you're the first one to make fun of yourself. No, I just, just uh, yeah,
2: I mean. You can you can see if, if someone's comfortable and fast. But and it's not like he'd never... It's it's different if someone's never raced pro before. And you're like, yeah, maybe he'll do okay. You know what the guy's capable of. He looks great out there, and he seems really happy with everything. So that all lends to a good situation. But for whatever reason, it didn't pan out.
1: So what happened to him, do you think, JT? Like
2: what? what? I, uh, I mean... I don't know. I've heard things he said, and you never know what the real reasons are. Obviously... The team's gonna blame him. He's gonna blame the team. He's gonna blame the bike. Right. You know. It's just, you know. There's right. always three sides to the story, I guess. And it's hard, really hard to say. I mean, he claims he was getting arm pump. That that seems to be, you know, the the actual truth was he was getting arm pump. But the reasons he was getting arm pump are where all the speculation and blame game comes in. Right.
1: Right. So who knows? Um. Weston Pike showed up again. He went pretty well. He did. uh 13-11. So, Pikes raced four motos, and he went, hold please, he went 9-11-13-11. Not bad, right? Four pretty motos? good. That's- JT, full privateer guy?
2: Weston rode great, yeah. yeah. I expected him to do really well there. Did you? Yeah. Why? He, well, he lives in Wildemar, which is like a mile from the track. Okay. And he seems really good on, like, that that type surface. Right, right. And I know he, he feels like he has a lot to prove because he doesn't have a deal yet. And his results were honestly really good this year.
1: hmm He yeah. was uh, really good at Supercross. We've covered that. Yeah, and his outdoors, times, he rode, yeah. what,
2: two outdoors? And he, you know, did great.
1: Nine. I've been both times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah. I feel like he's – he feels like he's getting slapped in the face by not having a deal and really no one, you know, making an effort to hire him. So – yeah, I expect him to come out swinging. That's a lot
1: of dudes, right? I That's where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but, no, no, yeah. You know,
2: everybody has to look out for themselves. Yeah, so. isn't it? He's not worried about Bobby Canary or Phil Nicoletti. He's worried about Weston Pike.
1: Yeah. Who would you hire, Canary or Pike, if you had to? <sighs> you were starting a team tomorrow. You know who I'd hire? I
2: don't know. It's the same guy. Results wise, it was the same guy this year. Who'd you much.
1: hire? Who'd you hire, Weege?
3: Yeah, it's hard to pick between them. Like, I'm thinking of the Knights and Supercross going over and at that Star Valley truck interviewing the both of them, and it was like, one finish eighth, one finish ninth, and the next weekend one would finish ninth, one would finish eighth.
1: I'm gonna look at those super cost. Um, I'm gonna look at those super cost points right now. Let me. Uh, you guys, hash the
3: difference is the difference is I think you're gonna find I think Canary had one or two races that were better, like his peak finish was better. Um, Canary had one sixth, Pike, one sixth. Yeah, which Pike didn't have a result that high, but Pike pretty much never has bad races.
2: But like at, Pike, at, was, at Vegas, Pike was really good, like passing short pulling away really, really fast. But I, I agree with what you're saying, you know. It's just sometimes the circumstances Pike could have rode great, but two more guys crash in the first turn of DNF or something stupid, you know?
1: You guys you guys nailed it. Okay. Weston got fifteenth with ninety-nine points. Bobby got sixteenth with ninety-one, so eight points difference. Uh one, two, three, four. Weston missed four main events. Bobby didn't race the first two and then missed two more Three more on the way on, so they they were close. Yeah,
2: well, he missed Vegas, but that wasn't his fault. He was winning the last chance, and his wheel broke or whatever. Oh, Canary,
1: yeah, good point. But still, it's just paper paper. What, JT? Um, and I uh, mean, maybe- like
3: Canari had a couple of really good nights, and then he had a few I think where he would crash in the first turn of problems. But Pike seems to get you know twelfth no matter what. Yeah, and then if things go well, he gets 9th. Yeah, um, always in that. But which is unfortunately in this sport, uh, that's like the worst thing you can do. It's like being a 500 team in sports where you don't get a good draft pick, but you're not going to win the title.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. You're being stuck consistently
3: in ninth in this sport gets you nowhere. You need to either just win or blow up. Like the Raiders. That's pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah. You if you're just moderately
2: right. bad well, every year.
1: It's I, uh, not good. I'd hire Canari, but that's just me. Really?
2: Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Would that have anything to do with Weston and Lou hating you?
1: No, I spoke to Lou.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I don't think they hate me. Okay. Why don't they hate you? You said the same thing that Definitely I said. Definitely not. No, I know. Definitely not. But you not. said the same thing I did. No, I didn't. Yes, you said, I don't know why they do that. I'm trying to tell Weston to not you know, to not talk so much about his teams. I, I try to help the guy. You said that. And I go, yeah, they do that a lot. And I'm the bad guy?
2: No, I said I'm trying to help him and steer him in the yeah. right direction and you know, maybe make him more PR savvy. Right. That's not what you said.
1: I said that you they – Bashed
2: him on forums, wrote bad things about him, said that you had to change, change articles. All kinds of stuff. Maybe, no, maybe we called them names.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. All right. You did? Um, I, I called them names. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think you did. Um, <laughs> what else? Anything else? The final one of the year. Are we going to do a, a – are you going to go back and pull clips, well, again, of, of us talking about what we think is going to happen? Please don't. we got to do a oh, season, yeah.
3: season review. Yeah, we got to do that.
1: Are you going to do that again? Are you going to uh, –
3: uh, yeah, I'm gonna up. do. It. No, no, no. Don't dude. I think it's gonna be to my own demerit. I think I might have been the worst. So, <laughs> so don't. Or maybe we're all feeling that way.
1: Like, uh, uh, I, 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 I've been known to say some stupid things on these podcasts. I picked.
3: Uh, I think both JT and I picked Barsha to win the two fifties, and you picked Baggett. I know that. All right. I know I picked Barsha, and you picked Baget. I don't remember JT, but
2: I don't remember honestly.
1: There's gonna be a lot of me saying, "Yeah, but still,"
3: I think I picked Barsha too.
1: Um,
3: I think we both picked, because. It's hard to remember this now, but Baggett's Supercross season fairly well sucked Terrible. for the standards. Terrible. Like, yeah. this is quite a comeback. I remember watching
2: Barsha and Alden Baker on the track. Barsha, it was at New Orleans. Bar- um, Baggett was still sitting on his bike after the main event, and Alden Baker was just letting oh, him Oh, you said Barsha it. and Alden Baker. I'm but, sorry, but it was Baggett, Baggett, Baggett and Alden Baker, yeah. yes. Right.
1: Baggett yeah, was still was
2: sitting New on his bike, New Orleans, and he was just yeah. – it was like a – I don't think Alden was yelling at him. I just think he was like – you either got to do it or don't. You know what I mean? Like, right. definitely there was a a meeting there going on on the track during the 450 main event. Yeah. So, I wish I would have been privy to that. Um, that was a bold step. Matthew. Yeah, exactly. That's bold. what we were saying. To pick Baggett at yeah. that moment was... Very uh, insightful. Uh, you know
1: what? I feel like no one listens to me, but I'm full of good ideas, and well, there's no one ever. Listens. When
2: you the, the nonsense that you spout most of the time drives me away from listening to you.
1: So when I do have a good point, it's like the guy It's who cried drowned wolf out pride. by it's the, the guy
2: the who the cried complete wolf. delirium. Like that what? is Normally coming out of your mouth. Like what? Hire Bobby Canary over anyone available right
1: now. <laughs> no, that I'm not saying that. Yes, I would hire Timmy <laughs> over Canary in a second. I do not. <laughs> I, I did not say that. And Timmy, <laughs> by the way, if you're counting, Timmy Fury has yet another championship on his mantle. Chicken
2: foot is good. Delirium. <laughs> Complete delirium.
1: Uh, Trey Kennard, Ashy Filik, his own 125 Supercross title. All the guy does is win. That's all he does <laughs> consistently.
2: Tim. His name is Tim.
1: Yeah, his name is Tim. It rhymes with Wim.
2: No, Tim Tebow. Tim Fury. Oh, Tim oh, Tim. Oh.
1: Tim win. Wim.
3: Uh. <laughs> Did you actually – hey, when you heard Mitch hire Davalos, did you really try to sell Mitch on Nicoletti? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you have any credibility in this sport? I said to Mitch, Mitch said, name guys, name guys who I can hire. And listen, screw both of you because John Knowles was right back behind me, got my back. John, a goggle guy. Scott Knowles. Oh,
2: yeah, expert on the sport. Scott USA,
1: John Knowles, had my back. Filthy's never had equipment, never had a shot, never had a team, never had a salary. Martín Davos has ever had, had all- a podium. <laughs> Martin Davos has had all of the above many times, so <laughs>
2: including podiums.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Swap swap the rides, bro. Is Davalos driving in his truck and putting in rides like Phil? No, he's down at MTF teaching. I'm just saying.
3: So John Norris. Does Davos on- have a side job? Really?
1: I'm just saying. I don't think so. I'm just saying, bro. I mean, it's, it, Kudos to Davalos for overcoming a lot from his war-torn country coming up here. And do you want
2: to put result versus result next year? Nicoletti versus Diablos?
1: Depends on where Nicoletti's riding. I'll do it. I mean, I'll do $100 a race. $1,000 a race. Whatever you want.
2: $1,000 a race in, in, the, in West Coast Supercross or wherever. Depending
1: on where Phil is riding.
2: Okay, so if they both race, race light Supercross, we're going to do a $1,000 a race.
1: Well, no. What kind of team is Phil on? Gus? No, no, no. No, no, no. Munn? No. Ankle Savers? That wasn't in the equation. Is Munn and Ankle Savers the same team?
2: I don't know. Yeah, they are. Okay. They're very adamant about that. Uh, it's a game changer is what I was told. Their team, game changer. Oh, yeah. Their product. Oh.
1: No, listen. I- I'm just saying, like, these teams, the- like, w- I just said it over and over. So $1,000 no $1, a race? No, I'm
3: not. I would do how it. How do if- you, how could we settle that bet when one will pull off and the other one's bike will break? Like, how do we determine?
1: Well, that's just it.
2: If yeah. pulls off first, lap bike breaks Whoever's first. Whoever's ahead of who at lap
1: six. Honestly, if guys like Pike and Canary are having trouble finding a ride, I really – I lay awake at night scared for Filthy's future. I mean, really, because what, like, what, what, where is a guy like that going to go? Thank God, JT, you're out when you did. Thank God you got out. Because your results <laughs> this year weren't going to get you shit. Do you really think that I, my
2: results possibly <laughs> suffered because of that fact that I knew that this was it? You don't think there was any correlation?
1: I like to think that you try your hardest every time. I do try you, my hardest, lot but of heart. there's a difference. You ride with a there's lot of di- heart.
3: There's a difference.
1: Small man, big heart. I saw a video. <laughs> um,
3: I do agree. Nicolette got six minute darn four fifty moto at Steel City. He was up front, a hell of a lot on two fifty. It does blow my mind that it seems like it has not even like registered. Well, no, like he- it's like it never happened. It was like a, just a blur.
1: Right, and same with like Pike. Like Pike's effed, right? Uh, can we all agree on that?
3: No, no, no. Pike is asked in the in the way that the sport asks you where, okay, yeah, we know what Weston Pike does. He can yeah, get yeah, nice. Yeah, we have yeah. no interest in no. The guys guy get nice. Right, right. Bill was, what, running up front at Freestone, his bike broke, and then it just started this spiral of his bike breaking while he was running up front, and then he's like, let me just get in a 450. I'll show you what I can do. And then he pretty much did. Yeah. But I swear it was like no one noticed. It's like he had like yeah. a cloak over, a cloak of invisibility over his sixth place or ninth place finishes.
2: Who do you want to hire? Who do you guys want to hire Want to hire? Nick Letty. Who? What? Where? Who would you like to hire him? Mitch. Realistically, Mitch. Not going to happen. Okay. Who do you
1: want to hire him? Uh I feel like he. On honestly, uh, with with no blinders on. You're giving me no answer. With no blinders on, I feel like he could step into a rock star or a star racing ride in a second. In a second, he could step in those teams. Okay. Weech? Yes? No?
2: Yeah, I think I would agree with you. I think I would. So Rockstar Suzuki or
1: what? Star Yamaha. Is
2: Star Yamaha racing next year? Yeah, they are. Okay. I'll give you they they could hire him. Yeah. But the yeah. problem is is a lot of those teams are tied into amateur programs so there a lot of their spots are already filled like we're bringing this guy up. We're bringing that guy up. We're getting Davalos. You can't you can't look at what Davalos has done. Like he was winning how many races last year. He won how many heat races. You can't compare those two in Supercross. You can't. You can't. Phil had one fifth place in every, and two. you were like, two two fifths. Yep. He had two fifths? Yeah. I know he had one. No, he had two. But you can't say, this guy can win. You can't say that. I don't feel like that's, that's a plausible argument that you can take Phil Nicoletti off of two fifth place finishes and say he's a championship contender.
1: Fifth at Houston, fifth in the opening round. Do you think you
2: can do that off of two fifths? You can say that Phil Nicoletti would be a championship contender. Can you
1: say that about Davalos? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you want me to pull Davalos' results, results? Do you want to pull his heat race results
2: and pull his lap charts? Pull, pull. pull his time qualifying. Pull his lap charts. Pull his heat race results, and I guarantee you, I'll pull everything. You, I guarantee you, you can you can draw a parallel there.
3: I don't know. I feel he, like what I love about these podcasts more than anything else is I can lay a bed at night confident that nobody else in this sport at all is talking about these guys <laughs> with this level of passion. I would, and I think I would agree I, with once, you on that. That's awesome.
1: I would agree with you on that. I, I would, I, I, sadly, our sport has a lot of guys that don't know anything about these guys that we do. I do feel like we should definitely tutor our own horn for I had a guy
3: oh, over job. this weekend compliment me. He's like, hey, I love, the, uh, I love the podcast you guys do. And, again, I'll say this over and over. I get more compliments on these podcasts at the races than anything else. Not TV. Right. Not race track stuff. Specifically, these podcasts. And he's like, what's cool is you get to talk about all these guys that we don't even get to see on TV and stuff and find out the stuff we didn't even know that goes on. Because it's true. If you're watching on TV, you never even see these guys.
1: Like how to say Chiara.
3: Chiara <laughs> Fontanese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does anybody have any
2: idea what happened to Ryan Sipes this weekend?
1: <laughs> well, I saw him no. cra- I saw him crash. He washed out in the mechanics area, turning the right-hander. He laid there for a little while, just washed out, laid there for a little while, lifted his head up, put it back down on the ground, stared into the sky, got up, dusted his gloves off, and pulled off. Was that like Yamaha? Like this was, dusted
2: his hands off like,
1: I'm out of here. Like, like going to get up and then laid back down and went, <sighs>
2: did he drive? actually ride his bike <laughs> to the Rockstar Suzuki
1: truck? I don't Here, know. You guys take this over. You're I'm mad because you had him in Fantasy, didn't you?
2: At Steel City, and oh. he didn't ride the second moto. Right. Yeah, like, I'm not going. He didn't even go to the line. And then I see him BMXing around on Friday at Elsinore, and I, I wanted to clothesline him off his BMX bike.
1: <laughs> I like Sipes, though. I like how, him how as a person. Like it
2: just drives me bananas. Right.
1: Well, that's what I said in my column last week. Davalos and Sipes could put on their back of the pants. Ruining fantasy motocross team since 07.
3: It is. It's incredible. Right. That
1: yeah. could be their tagline.
3: Is that why the Suzuki team picked up Sipes for next year? They had to fill the Davalos' role? So they... Yeah. <laughs> you had to get another guy who's going to be ultra-fast and maybe I... have one or two races where it comes together. To but me, otherwise,
1: To me, Ryan Sipes is twice the rival that Martin Davalos is. He did no, win I two No, I agree, because he's right. won yes. three
3: or four races. Yes, which he's is, won Davalos races. Do that.
1: He's got mm-hmm. a lot more heart than Martin he will give it all. Yes, he will weed up, but he will give it his all. And like he- j Huh? Weed up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he's a good old boy from Kentucky who probably legitimately has real fans. Like, real fans. <laughs> in this, like- Have you ever been to Ecuador? No, but we don't go to Ecuador. Me neither, but there's yeah. a lot of fans yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but we don't go there as a series, so it doesn't really help between. We team. don't go to Kentucky, bro. We go to America, bro, and these colors do not run. On 9/11 today, <laughs> they do not run.
3: You're, you're not even American.
1: <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. I mean, seriously, it's just getting dumb.
3: I've enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. <laughs> it's been one of the more enjoyable ones.
1: Um,
3: and the longest, which might not be a coincidence.
1: All right, so that's it. So that's it for the wrap up of the year. Um, we
3: hey uh, hey, I want to ask a question while we're talking about this silly season stuff. Yeah, we have, we have now realized that if you in or maybe we know how so long. If you're still holding lights eligibility, that is just an unbelievable trump card when it comes to the silly season. Nico Izzy, I can't believe we missed that earlier in the year. We were like, hey, he's doing pretty well on a 450, and I can't believe we didn't think. But he still has lights eligibility in Supercross. He is punching his own ticket. Um, wouldn't Josh Hill still have lights eligibility? Is there a chance that someone would take a flyer on a guy like that? That's funny. You he's say got that. lights
2: eligibility. It's not funny you say that because you you earlier – Said to me that Josh Hill's done.
1: Well, I it, did. No, no, no. Steve so, Mathis. Uh, me. We were talking about silly season, and I'm just like, who's going to get him? Who's going to pick him up? Uh, you're yeah. right, though. He does. He didn't finish top twenty, so he can drop back right two years. Just one. Thomas. Just one. Oh, you just need one year yeah. out of the top twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't get top twenty and four fifty points, so that's it. You can drop down. Um, I I can't see him, man. I I don't know. I just you know he's still not one hundred percent. I don't think. I don't know. Good one, though. Good, I think he good was, thinking. He was, was right. Though. All right. Good thinking. What about Tedesco? Was he top twenty? He cannot have white eligibility. He cannot have white. He pointed out. Have life. Uh, he you, pointed if out you though. win, you point. Yeah, yeah. If you
2: point out, it's over. Okay.
1: Even though they change the rules all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, I think right. he
2: like was booted. Alright. You know. There's a difference.
1: Um. I think that's you're onto something Why, again as far as um, that goes. Not a bad idea.
3: Well, that's. I mean, that's seriously. That is what's keeping Davalos alive, right? Like he manages to never lose life's eligibility, it's like Brock. And Sowers. really, yeah. Or same thing for Sipes, like angry. These guys are angry. The ultimate example, the warhorse of what the most mains of anybody. Like that.
1: Well, we didn't get a Karsten count, but we think he's up there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, with the vault, we could count that now. We. C- you're right. We could.
2: Racer X vault.
1: Yeah. Good idea. All right. Wygant, what, what do you think about the 250 Supercross points counting towards your national number?
3: I don't even believe it, to be honest.
1: <laughs> okay, so you're with all of it's us so, then. Right.
3: It's so mind-blowing to me that I refuse to believe it.
1: <laughs> 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 well, it's happening. and No, it's not happening. And none of us, we talked about it last night. This has got to be one of the dumber things they've ever done, and they've done a lot of dumb things. I
2: spoke with Kevin Crowder yeah. on the weekend. Uh, and he told me that they pulled up info, and said that they they basically figured out all the points, and they could not draw any conclusions about how it would affect national numbers. And I had that's what he said. I had no response. He said the data doesn't doesn't show that it's going to affect anything. I was just mind I, I could he
1: just lo- look at the top ten? Is that I all he looked, he looked at? You looked at ten I, I guys. Don't know. I because he's right.
2: I just stood there waiting for
1: more. <laughs> It's not going to affect much in the top 15 guys. you know, it's No, not, yeah, but yeah. I, that
2: wasn't my point right. at all. No. You know, it was like,
1: There's still 85 more riders that it's going to ag- drastically yes. affect.
2: Yeah, I right. couldn't believe it. <laughs> he said, well, we're going to try it for this year. Like, for sure, it's already done. I'm like, well, you realize we're still in 2012, right? You're talking about 2013. Like, we haven't even finished this season yet. How, you know, Why can't you still right. adjust it? Oh, it's already done. It's, all, I'm like, it's not done. Yeah. You know, we uh, – we still have another race left.
1: Thankfully, Wyga- or Wygant, uh our own Davy Coombs voted against this. Thankfully, there is a voice of reason who people listen to. He was voted down. He was, but he voted against this. So,
2: hey, they did say if after a year of trying it, if there was a large outcry, people were mad, it did, didn't seem fair, or whatever, they would relook at it and maybe adjust it. And I, I suggested different things. I suggested a prorated scale, half points, anything. And, and I agree that something needs to be done. The guys that are racing regional Supercross and doing well, they should get something. I just don't think that fair value should be assigned to a 250 uh, lights main event and a 450 main event when it's a regional feeder series, which is what they want, versus a 450 you know, national, true national championship, assigning... Equal point value is not well, not the correct answer for me.
1: And you say, open it up if you're going to do that. Just if open you, it, exactly, it up. Exactly. If you're right. going to
2: make it equal value, then make it a complete national championship white Supercross series. And and if they want to pay a, an elite rider to go race that series, if, if Kawasaki's like, we're really going to push our lights bike this year, let's hire Jake Weimer to go back down. That, fine, let's do it then. Then you can assign equal value points-wise. But when you have regional series with you know local guys sometimes getting in the main events and you know, squeaking out a 16th where, you know, Weston Pike or somebody is killing it and getting a 16th. It's just not fair, I don't think, to get the same amount of points.
3: Yeah, I agree. By definition, it's East and West. The competition has been cut in half every weekend. You're only racing half of the best guys. That's the way it works, you know? So, like, if you're Varsha and you won on the East, you didn't have to race against Tomac and and Wilson and vice versa. So... The competition is sliced in half, which I think is cool and fine, and I hope they don't, get a, they don't ever change that. Be careful what you wish for. Um, but uh, it shouldn't count for national numbers. Yeah, no, they shouldn't. No, It's cares. called a regional championship. The last time I've ever heard someone try to claim a regional championship as a national title was a and Kelly Smith won the West Region National uh, Four-Stroke Championship.
1: East Coast. It was East, and it was two times. One year going undefeated like Carmichael and Stewart.
3: In the East Region Nationals,
1: right? It was, okay. a rec- it was a recognized AMA plate, bro. It was recognized by the AMA as a number one plate.
3: A national championship on the East.
1: We got to run the number In one East regional Sign- national, sig- signifi- signifying champion.
3: Well, I mean, Barsha got to run the number one this year as a regional champion. I understand that.
1: Right. Okay. Well, some of us didn't win a lot of things. I get like wrestling awards <laughs> and things like that? So. <laughs> <laughs> um, party boy, party boy. Okay, yeah. No, it was brutal. Sexy boy, sexy boy. Oh, sexy boy. That was it. it. We said party yeah, boy. We but, did. Yeah, That's on Jackass. Yeah, party Sexy boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And if Canfield's listening, please, Jeff, come to your senses. It's not
2: Canfield's call.
1: It's not Canfield. No. But he's the only one I can think of who would listen to this.
2: It was Kevin. I believe it was a joint decision by Kevin, Davey feld and i don't know who right. else i know those three were involved right.
1: yeah failed, the same people who told me that they don't believe in twitter they don't believe in tweeting, well, you don't, twitter you do if
2: you don't believe in it it still happens
1: no but like not like, it's like dr- i don't even no. murder no not like dragons and unicorns i mean they don't feel like it's a necessary way to reach an audience
2: wow that's yeah excited right yeah
1: those are the same guys okay okay um Weege, thanks, man. Uh, Btosports.com, RacerX Podcast, Lake Elsinore wrap-up. Get busy pulling those clips from the preview show. Uh, that should be one hell of a time, doing that. And uh, Thanks, oh, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, buddy.
3: All right. See you, guys. See you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive Or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.